0: Is not Sam Wrestling. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. Sam. well, it's as simple as this. Just when they think they got the answers, I change the culture. I'll see you here next week. Well, there you have it. Welcome to Thursday, not Sam Thursday. And this is the one you guys have been waiting for. We've got a lot to talk about, of course, this week, as we always do. But this is it, the one you've been waiting for. The CM Punk special. You heard it. Tuesday night, right around 11.59 p.m. Eastern Time. Maybe 11.59.50. WWE backstage is going off the air. The fabulous Renee Young is saying goodbye to everybody. There's Adam Cole. There's Booker T. There's Paige. There's Samoa Joe. And all of a sudden, Renee Young, on behalf of Fox Sports, shocks the world, and brings out a man who has been long rumored to have been associated with the backstage show, but if we were paying attention to the internet over the last few weeks, I would say that that was pretty much kind of forgotten about, CM Punk. CM Punk is introduced on a WWE titled show, Cult of Personality Plays, and he walks out. And you heard the quote. Just when you think you've got all the answers, I change the culture. Of course, a nod to the great hot rod, rowdy, Roddy Piper. Although updated just a little bit for the purposes of one CM Punk. So, you know, since backstage was announced, there were a lot of rumors of CM Punk becoming a part of this show. If you recall, yours truly, the last professional broadcaster, hack wrestling journalist, Scoops Roberts, said it. The minute StarCast ended this year, when CM Punk was doing the interview with PW Insider's Mike Johnson, and Mike Johnson asked, and this was such a great question that Mike Johnson asked. He didn't simply ask, Do you ever see yourself coming back to wrestling? First interview, wrestling interview in years. And Mike Johnson says, if Triple H, if Vince McMahon, if somebody like that were to call you, would you pick up the phone? And CM Punk says, I am ready to talk to anybody in that moment. And he says, you know, oh, my answers haven't softened. To me, based on the answers I had heard him say when he was asked about returning to wrestling, To me, that answer felt nice and soft. And not soft in the way of like, oh, that's not a real answer. I mean soft in the way that it doesn't seem severe. It doesn't seem harsh. It seems hopeful. Hopeful. For the first time since CM Punk left WWE. Hopeful that there was a possibility that he was coming back. And when I heard the answer, I told you, I told you, I told you, you will see CM Punk back in a WWE ring. And I tell you today, you will see CM Punk back in a WWE ring. A couple months after that interview, that's when uh, the heavy rumors started of CM Punk being auditioned to be a part of WWE Backstage, uh, uh, Fox Sports 1's WWE show. Now, what's key here is that the reason this was even a thing is because WWE backstage, it was reported, would be a Fox show produced by Fox Sports with talent hired by Fox Sports, a show about WWE, not produced, not put on by WWE. For all intents and purposes, a Fox show about WWE, not a WWE show. And that's why people said, okay, that's what's opened the door for CM Punk. And CM Punk was doing interviews for his movie that recently came out. And people asked him. I saw it on uh, Collider Live, I believe, is one of the spots that I saw it on YouTube. I think uh, he might have mentioned it on uh, PTI, Pardon the Interruption. The question was asked, did you audition for WWE Backstage? CM Punk said, yep. Yes, I did audition for WWE Backstage. And mum's the word, he said. I just hadn't heard anything about it. So that was the last anybody had heard. And WWE Backstage gets two preview shows to wet the palate of the WWE universe. They get their premiere episode last Tuesday. No mention of any CM Punk. CM Punk doesn't say anything else about the show. We assume that this is business as usual, As far as we know, Renee Young and Booker T are the hosts of this show. You've got regular guests, including Paige, including Christian, including Samoa Joe, we find out when uh, this week's panel is announced. Uh, And nothing about CM Punk until this week's episode goes by. And at the very end of the show, Renee Young introduces CM Punk, who will be a correspondent for WWE Backstage. I believe I have it uh in the Discord room. Uh WWE front row sent it to me yesterday when he sent me a bunch of questions before this podcast. Um I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. There's so much that goes on in this Discord room. Um but he highlighted my name, so it shouldn't be too tough to find as I scroll up because I'd like to I'd like to tell you uh what his official title is that he's billed as, uh, as far as his role on that show, on WWE Backstage, uh, because it's important. Uh, it says uh, contributor. His official role is as contributor to WWE Backstage. So, brought this up on Twitter. This has been the topic of conversation. The question is, will CM Punk be back in a WWE ring? There's a lot of people saying, you all need to Relax. You all need to bring your hopes way back down here. Because CM Punk is a part of a Fox show. He's not a part of a WWE show. He's a part of a show on Fox, and that's it. Everybody needs to relax. He's not wrestling. They said, I got this tweet. Fox is signing his checks. Vince McMahon is not signing his checks. I've gotten checks from WWE before, okay? Vince McMahon does not sign every single check. He's a little busy to be signing every single check, okay? before you come at me with the logistics of everything. Look, I don't know anything. They don't talk to me. WWE doesn't give me the inside track on anything because they know that I got this podcast and because they haven't even uh, uh, broached the idea of bringing me on board to their precious podcast network, they said we can't give Sam any scoops straight up because he's liable to go on his podcast and blab about him. So I don't know anything that's going on. All I know is what I see in front of me. And I am telling you that if you do not think this is a door opening to CM Punk being back in a WWE ring, I don't know if you're stupid or naive. Hopefully naive. I want to hope it's naive. But you might be stupid. Let's think about this, okay? CM Punk is back in the WWE family. As of today... CM Punk's alumni profile has been added back to WWE's website. There is tremendous, tremendous money in a CM Punk match in WWE. There is tremendous, tremendous potential for media and for press and for notoriety with a CM Punk match in a WWE ring. The CM Punk WWE breakup has probably been the most public superstar promotion breakup in the history of WWE. In the sense that CM Punk walked away from the entire industry, not just went on to another promotion. And when he walked away from the entire industry, he changed the podcast world by giving one of the most revealing, newsworthy, noteworthy podcast interviews of all time, on The Art of Wrestling, a podcast interview that I think changed wrestling podcasts forever that resulted in multiple lawsuits that changed everything with wrestlers, with promotions, with podcasts. You've got a guy whose name has been chanted at WWE shows basically at least a couple of times a month, at least every month since he left the WWE years ago. And now you've got him with a foot in the door. You're going to tell me the WWE doesn't know how to get the second foot in the door? And you're going to tell me that CM Punk doesn't realize what he's doing? You're going to tell me that CM Punk is not smart enough to know? There is a huge business play here, and I can do it on my terms. In 2019, the WWE allows people to do things on their terms. It's very clear that if a performer has something to offer WWE, the WWE is willing to work with them. Look at what Brock Lesnar's got going on. Look at what The Rock's been able to do. Look at the show WWE Backstage. Look at the WWE's podcast network. Look at the last professional broadcaster, Sam Roberts, shooting off at the mouth on kickoff shows. Clearly, the WWE is willing to work if it's good for business. And CM Punk knows this, okay? Look at everybody else that's brought a foot in the door, just put a little foot in, just dipped a toe in the water, and even though they've sworn that they don't want anything to do with WWE, they've, they've, they've said, okay, I'll, I'll do this little project. And they're back in the fold. Look at the 2K game, for example. Look at the video game. The ultimate warrior only returned for a video game. Okay, I'll go in the Hall of Fame. Okay, I'll go on Raw and do a speech. And he would have done much more had he not passed away so early. Look at Goldberg. Goldberg came back for a video game. Look at Kurt Angle. Look at Sting. Sting came in for the video game. I don't know what I want to do, guys. I'm just going to do the video game. Remember when that commercial for 2K came out? People first cheered and then booed because they realized it was just the video game. No, it's not just the video game. It's never just the video game. Never has been. It has never been just the video game. People, it, 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 it's, it's the way of the world. CM Punk is going to be back in a WWE ring. He just is. Of course he is. Of course he is. You know, and, and and some people have said that, that this whole thing makes CM Punk a sellout because of how uh, negative he was on WWE and on wrestling after leaving WWE. And you all are acting like you haven't acted on your emotions before. You all are acting like you can't understand how context, timing, place scenario all has something to do with how you feel that maybe the timing wasn't right for cm punk to be in wwe maybe there was too much birthday for cm punk in the wwe maybe what was going on in cm punk's life he still had other things that he wanted to do and he felt like he couldn't do them when he was in wwe and he had to leave maybe he felt like he hadn't proved his value outside of wwe and because of that Did not have full control over what he was able to do in WWE. So what did he do? He left. He proved his value by still being the biggest name in wrestling after not wrestling for five years. He went on to the UFC, and while he lost fights, he proved he was a big enough name for Dana White to put him on pay-per-view, even though he's 37 years old and has never had a professional MMA fight in his life. Okay? That goes to prove two things on the positive side. Number one... It shows what a big deal CM Punk is. And number two, it allows CM Punk to live out this dream that he had. And if you had the opportunity to live out your dream and you didn't take it because you thought, well, I'm, I, wouldn't, I'm, I don't think I'm going to be as good as other people that have trained, so I'm not going to live out my dream, then you're a sad person and you're scared. You know, you can be critical of CM Punk's in-Octagon performance, But to be critical of CM Punk for entering the octagon is the opinion of a scared person. And that's not who I believe CM Punk is. I think that people change. I think companies change. I think relationships change. I think WWE may be a more open company than it used to be. I think that CM Punk is in a position where... He can say to WWE, I am not willing to return full time. And WWE would say, "Okay, would you like to return part time?" Maybe that wasn't an option before. And now that it is, things are different. You know, and for WWE, I love that somebody can be blacklisted and then taken right off the blacklist. It's like in politics when people go like, "Oh, he's wishy-washy." "Oh, he's he's a he's a flip-flopper." That's a big criticism of politicians. They're a flip flopper because when things change or they get more information, their opinion changes. When they get, when, because, because when, when somebody's opinion is educated, right, and the information that they obtain changes or their situation changes, their opinion changes with it. Anybody that thinks that's a negative thing is not using their brain to its full capacity. It's ridiculous. And besides that, Who among us haven't wanted to see CM Punk back in a WWE ring? This is like the same people that were like critical of CM Punk for leaving WWE. Why? He didn't want to be in WWE anymore. What do you care? You're a fan like I am. Now he wants to come back. Good for us. We get to watch CM Punk wrestle. Probably, in my opinion, definitely. But the idea that, like, oh, well, he said he wasn't coming back. Okay, who cares? He changed his mind, and that's good news for us because he's a great performer, right? Yeah, but he said, yeah, I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Stone Cold Steve Austin said he was never going to wrestle again. If he says he wants to wrestle again, come on back. You want me to explain? Well, hell, do you want me to explain why I said I wasn't going to wrestle anymore? No, I don't care. I don't care. Do I need an explanation from CM Punk as to why he's chosen to come back to WWE? No, I don't care. I don't care. As long as he's going to provide entertainment for us, the fans, who cares? Doesn't matter. Okay? So the question is, for me anyway, not will CM Punk return to a WWE ring, but when. And I think that a lot of people, look, let's call it what it is. I think that there are people They're critical of this move of CM Punk because they're mad that CM Punk didn't show up in an AEW ring. I mean, let's be honest. CM Punk would have been AEW's greatest signing ever somebody who left WWE at the peak of his stardom, somebody who has been outwardly critical of WWE, somebody who's been critical of the wrestling industry and says things need to change, and if they don't change, I'm leaving, and then left to show up in AEW, it would not only be the biggest star power that AEW has to offer, but, and that's, you know, that's it would be CM Punk, and then it would be Jericho, and then it would be Cody, and then it would be Kenny, and you'd have stars, But CM Punk, to me, I believe would be the biggest of the stars in AEW. But it would also make AEW symbolic of the change that wrestling fans have been looking for. Because CM Punk represents that person who was looking for change in wrestling. The fact that he's not going to AEW, I think that's a bummer for people who are AEW loyalists. And I get it. If you want AEW to succeed over everything, then of course you want CM Punk to be there. And so, you know, if you're upset that CM Punk's not going to AEW, maybe you will try to paint this into being a more negative thing than it is. But that's a silly thing to do, if you ask me. Because at the end of the day, unless you work for one of these companies, you don't need to be a loyalist to that level. You just sit there and you go, oh, great. CM Punk's going to be in a wrestling ring and I get to watch. So when? When do you think that we'll get to watch? Well, I don't think CM, I think CM Punk, in my opinion, CM Punk will have a match at WrestleMania. That's my opinion. I believe, in my opinion, CM Punk will return to a WWE ring at WrestleMania 36 this year in Florida. As far as a match goes, I think there is a, very real possibility that at the 2019 Survivor Series sting and his 2014 legacy is not replaced but paid tribute to I guess by CM Punk at Survivor Series 2014 Sting made a surprise appearance and that led to his match with Triple H at WrestleMania uh the next the year after that technically You know, a few months after. I would not say under any circumstance that, you know, a week and a half after announcing he's on WWE backstage, that CM Punk would be in a WWE ring. I think this is way too soon to believe that CM Punk will be back on the WWE TV show because I think that that needs to be kind of massaged a little bit, except for one thing. Survivor Series is in Chicago. WWE knows it. CM Punk knows it. And if CM Punk is comfortable enough to know, because I think in his heart of hearts, CM Punk knows today that he's going to be wrestling at WrestleMania. I truly believe that. But maybe he's not quite there. Maybe his brain won't let his heart define that form. Maybe his brain won't let his heart say that. And so, maybe... He's not quite ready. He's like, I'm not wrestling. I'm just on WWE backstage. I'm just on WWE backstage. But if that's the case, WWE backstage needs to do a live show in Chicago. Because the point is, Survivor Series is in Chicago a week from Sunday. CM Punk is doing stuff with WWE again. And I don't know if you knew this, but CM Punk's from Chicago. One of the things that they say CM stands for is Chicago made. Okay? I see people, they go to Chicago, they go, why does that flag have the CM Punk stars on it? People, there are people who don't know that those are Chicago's flags stars. They think they're CM Punk stars. That's how connected CM Punk and Chicago are, okay? I I think you have to figure out a way. He doesn't even have to say anything. He doesn't even need to touch a mic yet. I think, you know... You could do it exactly... I I wouldn't say exactly like Survivor Series 2014 because I wouldn't even get him physically involved. Man, I would have one person be the sole survivor in the Raw SmackDown NXT five men tag match. Close the show with that match. Have one person be the sole survivor. And by the way, everybody listening to this right now, if you hear anybody... At this year's Survivor Series, say, soul survivors know that I'm losing my mind. Every year, there's a ring announcer, a commentator. Someone says, soul survivors. Soul. Not S-O-U-L like uh, they have a soul. Soul like one. Like solitary. Soul. There is a, if you have a, a soul jacket, that means there's one jacket. A soul survivor is a singular survivor. I am losing my mind every time somebody says the soul survivors there are two soul survivors no there aren't they're not soul anymore. they're dual survivors in that point. however, I digress. I think there should be a so a soul survivor in that uh, NXT versus Smackdown versus raw match that man will stand as being the number one guy in WWE theoretically. And I think we should hear, look in my eyes. CM Punk should simply walk to the stage, not to the ring, and just look at him and kind of nod, like just saying, I see you. And whether that's Seth Rollins, whether that's Baron Corbin, whether that's Roman Reigns, whether that's Adam Cole, whether that's anybody, who knows who's going to be in that match. I mean, we know the Raw and SmackDown team. I'm assuming there's going to be an NXT team in that match. Don't know for sure. Um, But even if it's just Raw versus SmackDown, still, make it seem like the person standing in that ring at the end of the match is your top guy in WWE. And have CM Punk stare a hole in him. And that's it. That's your Chicago CM Punk moment. Your reaction will be huge. The world will be talking about it. But it's got to happen. Okay? And you talk about... uh Who should CM Punk have his match with? Immediately when he returned to WWE backstage, there were people on Twitter uh, vying for that position. You know, I saw Drew Gulak tweeting out a thing saying he was excited for CM Punk to talk about him, but he used good Drew Gulak language. Seth Rollins sent out a couple tweets hoping for a CM Punk fight, but I would imagine Seth Rollins would hope for that. That seems... uh, Very beneficial to Seth Rollins to get to have that match for sure. Although, there will not be one person cheering for Seth Rollins in that match. Um, And there were a couple other people that were tweeting about it, you know, trying to get a little something started. So who should have that match? Well, I believe that CM Punk should have a schedule similar to Brock Lesnar... You know, I was gonna say similar to The Rock, but The Rock really never wrestles anymore. But it should be, you know, a very limited schedule. I think CM Punk's primary job in WWE should be to be an analyst backstage. And he can come in, you know, for WWE backstage, and he can come in and do a couple of main events a year. That's all. And I think there are a lot of matches. You know, I think the match that a lot of people have been pointing to is Triple H versus CM Punk. Everybody's talking about Triple H versus CM Punk. I don't think that should be the match personally. Um, I feel like we've seen Triple H versus CM Punk. I think it would be a fantastic match. You'd have a great story, but, you know, I think it's rehashing a little bit. I don't think it's reflective of where we are today. I think if CM Punk still felt the way about Triple H that he did when he left WWE, he wouldn't have come back to WWE. So, you know, I think just the fact that he's back makes that story a little weird to tell. Um, so for me... I don't think Triple H is the guy. I think eventually, yeah. But I don't think Triple H is the guy. You know, Brock Lesnar's always a choice, but then you're you're going part-time versus part-time. You know, there's a couple of of legends that I think would be good. I think if Steve Austin has one match back in WWE, which he has hinted at, having one match back, that match should either be with John Cena or CM Punk. Personally, here's what I want. I mean, it's interesting when you look at it from different perspectives. Like, if Austin were to come back, looking at it from who do I want Austin to face, I want him to face John Cena. Who do I want CM Punk to face? Steve Austin. So, you know, that's a possibility, but I don't think that should be CM Punk's return to the ring match. I think having another John Cena match would be tremendous for CM Punk. But I don't, I would be okay with that being the WrestleMania match, to tell you the truth. I think it could be cool but I'd be okay. You know, I don't think it should be Seth Rollins. I think it very well might be, but I don't think it should be because I think Seth Rollins' whole whole character needs to be retooled because it is not working for me at all. You know, I was watching Raw this week going, there's no way you can convince me that that guy is the leader of Team Raw. Especially when you look at who's on that team, I can make the argument that any of those guys should be leader. You know, and the Seth Rollins that I see on TV doesn't seem like he is a leader. So... I don't want it to be Seth Rollins. I'm not that excited about that. I would like to eventually see that match. But what I want to see is either CM Punk versus John Cena or the match that I really want to see. And the match that would be defining would be CM Punk versus Roman Reigns. And I know maybe some of you are gagging. Maybe some of you aren't gagging. I love the idea of CM Punk versus Roman Reigns. And we could do it using the same storyline I've been using with Roman Reigns as a heel or with Roman Reigns as a good guy. You know, but you want to have a moment. Here's the deal. Roman Reigns is getting back into the title picture sooner than later. So do you want a WrestleMania where Roman Reigns triumphs over The Fiend or whoever is the champion at that time to win another title at WrestleMania? Or do you want to see a WrestleMania where it's CM Punk versus Roman Reigns? I think if you have Roman Reigns versus just about anybody, including the champion, you're going in kind of feeling weird about the whole thing because you know Roman Reigns is going to win. And it's like, okay, we've well, seen this before. But if you got CM Punk versus Roman Reigns, not only do you have a match where you can't, I can't tell you who would win that match. You know, is CM Punk coming back to the WWE just to lose to Roman Reigns? I don't think so. I could easily see CM Punk beating Roman Reigns, especially if CM Punk is sticking around. And he apparently is sticking around because he's on WWE backstage. He's not going anywhere. So I think it works on that level. I think it works on the level of the people's guy versus the company's guy. I think it works on the level of there being a generational difference. You know, I think it works on many, many levels. I think the promos would be outstanding between the two. I think CM Punk could paint Roman as the guy who represents every reason that CM Punk left WWE. Whether that's true or not, it's just the story to tell, you know, that Roman Reigns could be a representative of what's wrong with professional wrestling. Whereas Roman Reigns could tell the story of CM Punk, a guy who, you know, when the going got tough, he got going, picked up his ball, went home, cried about it, jumped on podcasts and Twitter and complained about everything and didn't do anything. Sat on his couch and tried to fix things from there. Meanwhile, Roman Reigns was holding things down and making a company that was good enough that CM Punk wanted to come back to it. You've got both guys that can tell you a great story there. And I think a match that could be absolutely tremendous. You've got icons of two eras. Roman Reigns and CM Punk. I would say Roman Reigns is absolutely an icon of the modern era. And CM Punk is an icon of, you know, five or six years ago at this point. And I think you could have something really, really special with that match. If you had a WrestleMania where you've got, you know, Roman Reigns versus CM Punk. You've got... You know, maybe you could do Brock Lesnar versus the Fiend. You could do Daniel Bryan versus the Fiend as well. You could do Daniel Bryan versus well, I wouldn't want to do Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar again. You know, you got you could have you could have a big WrestleMania if your starting point. Like what would I like to see? I would love to see Roman Reigns versus CM Punk, and then I would love to see John Cena come in. And explain to Seth Rollins why he's not connecting with the audience. And explain to Seth Rollins what he's got to do differently. And for Seth Rollins to, you know, say turn on him say, John, I don't need your advice. I'm the guy now. Your time is up. My time is now. And do a Seth Rollins-John Cena match. That is a match that I'd be into. But I think there's a lot of possibilities with this thing. But I am super excited about all of it. And I think that if you don't think that CM Punk is back in WWE... And not just on Fox. You're nuts, dude. You are totally nuts. Uh, I asked, uh, I I told you guys, you can always send in questions. And before we get to uh, everything else, um, I would love to answer some questions because we got a lot of CM Punk questions. And I'm sure I answered a bunch of them. um, But I would love to to tell you about them. uh, To tell you, to give you the answers to your questions. Here you go. WWE... Oh my God! It scrolled up again. Hang on. This is why you shouldn't be sending questions. If you're on Patreon, just send your questions to the Patreon room. You know what I mean? Don't leave your, your leave your questions as a Patreon post. Because if you send them in the Discord, I'll try to get to them. Especially if you mention me by name. Here you go. Um, front row on uh, in the Discord says, "Do you think they should have CM Punk on SmackDown this week to help promote his debut on Backstage?" Absolutely not. I think CM Punk's first time on putting his feet on WWE arena floor should be a big deal and should lead to something more, not just be a, hey, I'm CM Punk, and you can watch me on FS1. Um, He's listed as a contributor, but since he and AJ moved to LA for the gig, how frequently do you think that he will be on? I would imagine he'll be on backstage quite a bit. Um, And I I mean, I would imagine too, that if he's going to be there in LA, um, it's not just for backstage, but I would imagine he'll be on quite a bit. Does this help pave the way for AJ to be in the Hall of Fame? I mean, I think this helps... Both AJ Lee and CM Punk are going to be in the Hall of Fame, no doubt. But I also think that this could pave the way for an AJ Lee return as well. I I could see her coming back for a couple matches easily. Uh, And WWE backstage has been very real, especially with the opinions of the hosts. Do you feel like CM Punk will have complete freedom to express himself on the show? Yes. And I think CM Punk is a smart enough businessman... To express himself in the proper way, uh, and I think that I think everybody is aware of that. I don't think it makes sense for CM Punk to be there if he's not being honest. That's the whole Mister Pipe Bomb needs to drop pipe bombs, and I think that he will. Uh, let's go to a couple more questions that were sent to me. This one is from Jonathan on Patreon. Uh, who would you book other than Triple H Punk to have a return match with? That's Roman Reigns. Also, would you plant the seeds on WWE Backstage Show first or Raw, SmackDown, NXT? Uh, I would do it on at Survivor Series in Chicago. Uh, I would have Roman Reigns be your final final guy and have that happen. Uh, David wrote in. Remember, the email is notsamwrestling at gmail.com. David wrote in. Hey, Sam, was wondering if you think Punk's debut on WWE backstage brings us any closer to an in-ring return. Yes, of course I do. Uh, and Maddie writes, hey, Scoops, again, to notsamwrestling at gmail.com. Hey, Scoops, just a thought. There's a nice parallel between Daniel Bryan and CM Punk here. No one believed that Bryan would wrestle again. He's only doing the talk show when he started on Talking Smack. And it's like people forgot how how that all went over time. Same thing here. Within a month or two, Punk will give a Miz-type confrontation on the show that will eventually lead to a match. I don't think it's quite that cut and dry. I mean, I don't think that Daniel Bryan's performance on Talking Smack had anything to do with him returning to the ring. He, When he wasn't wrestling, it was because he was injured. Uh, if he could have been wrestling, he would have. Uh, and I think that uh, that WWE had him under contract. They were paying him. And they wanted to get value out of him. And, you know, they thought that he was, that's why they made him the GM and and had him at buildings and stuff because people still wanted to see Daniel Bryan and, and they put him on Talking Smack because people wanted to watch Daniel Bryan and he did a great job. Uh, so I don't think that him doing Talking Smack made him more likely to return only because he was injured. But your logic is right. Again, I don't think that they will start an angle on WWE backstage either. You know, I don't think there's enough eyes on WWE backstage that an angle would be started there. I think more than likely. And also, the whole point of WWE backstage is it's supposed to be not kayfabe. Like, it's still a little kayfabe, but it's supposed to be not kayfabe. So if you start an angle on backstage, it kind of uh, may hurt the integrity of that show, right? Right. And I'll tell you this, if CM Punk is an analyst on WWE backstage, he better make sure that whatever angle he does that gets himself back in the ring is a good one because otherwise he's going to have to trash his own stuff because that's the way the show works. That's the way backstage works. They were talking, uh, by the way, this week on Backstage about the Lana Rusev uh, storyline and Bobby Lashley. Look, man, I watched the segment. It made no sense whatsoever. Lana comes out. She says, I'm pregnant. Rusev comes out. He goes, I don't really believe you. Rusev gets beat up. Lana says, I wasn't pregnant. He really believes me. Ha 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 ha. And Bobby Lashley goes, oh, I, I didn't realize. Rusev didn't believe her. Like, when you lie to somebody and then they don't believe you and then you admit you were lying, you didn't get them. You're just saying they were right. She should have been like, oh, Rusev was right, I was lying. He figured me out. Instead, she was like, got him, got him. No, you didn't. It'd be like, uh, hey, talk to my friend D's. And I was like, Deez nuts? And you were like, yeah, gotcha. No, you didn't, because I said it before you did. You didn't get me at all. I said Deez nuts before you could say Deez nuts. If you come out and you say, I'm pregnant, and I go, I think you might be lying. And then you go, oh, I am lying, gotcha. No, you didn't get me. Dude, I don't, I'm not one that worries about uh, storylines being too risque, right? My problem with the Lana Rusev-Lashley storyline is not that it's, It's. I mean, it's definitely uncomfortable at times, but I'm, I'm ready to, to get in the muck with that stuff. I don't mind soap opera stuff. I love soap opera stuff. I think it's great. But what I don't like is stuff that makes no sense, okay? It has been, what, six weeks, maybe more? Of this Lana Rusev Lashley storyline. And I don't know why anything is happening. Nothing has been explained. There is no rhyme or reason for anything. The problem is not that the storyline is too risque, the problem is that the story doesn't make any sense. I don't, I didn't even realize Rusev and Lana were separated. I don't know if she's pregnant or not. I don't know if Rusev is a sex addict or if Lana's addicted or, or one minute he's a sex addict, the next minute like he's not buying her expensive enough jewelry. Or, I, It's exhausting. I don't know what they're talking about. I don't know why Lashley's involved in any of this. I don't know why anybody has anything to gain or anything has anyone to lose. Rusev does not seem at all upset about losing Lana. He's mad at Bobby Lashley, but he already threw off the ring. He already left Lana. He dumped her already. So it's not even like he's trying to win his wife back. He dumped Lana. So now Lana comes out and she goes like, I'm still sleeping with Bobby Lashley. It's my sex anniversary." Rusev should be like, all right, good for you. What, do you want me to break up with you again? I already did. You maniac. What are you talking about? It's like Wayne's girlfriend in, in Wayne's world. You know, Wayne, if you're not careful, I'm going to break up with you. Are you mental? We broke up. Hit the net. Stacy, I think her name was. Are you mental? Lana, already threw my ring down. Already broke up with you. You could have as many sex-aversaries as you want. It's over. Like, what the hell is going on? She could have a sex-aversary every week as far as I'm concerned. I don't mind Lana talking about sex-aversaries. But explain to me why I care about the sex anniversary Explain to me why Rusev is either mad or not mad. Because he's neither. He's just there. He's just coming out to the ring being like, yeah, I heard you were talking about me. He's not going like, Lana, you betrayed me. You need to shut up. Or Bobby, he's like, he's like I don't really think that you're pregnant, Lana. And Lana's like, I'm not really pregnant. But here comes Bobby Lashley to beat you up anyway. You know, I don't know why Bobby Lashley's beating him up. They had their confrontation at the most fanciest restaurant in the United States in Cleveland, which is the only place Lana's ever wanted to go to eat dinner. You know, I. I... Rusev is at Crown Jewel. His wife is, is having sex with Bobby Lashley, having sex adversaries. And he's posing like Hulk Hogan because he's so excited. Like, I don't I don't. Nothing makes sense. Nothing makes sense in this story. And that's the only reason that I sit there going like, what the hell is going on? You can have... Your story can be as raunchy and distasteful as you want. As long as I understand what the story is, I'm okay with it. Uh, I love seeing Walter on Raw this week. uh, And Imperium. It was awesome seeing him in the UK and everything. Who would have thought in 2019 Walter's music would be playing. And he would come out and he'd be called Walter and he would have a match on Monday Night Raw. So cool. So cool what 2019 in wrestling is. And then uh, uh, we really should take a few minutes to talk about how good NXT was last night. Uh, Mia Yim and Io Shirai, two of my favorite female wrestlers in NXT. NXT, of course, the place that has the premier women's division on the planet, tore the house down. Me and taking that ladder to the face. Two women got their faces busted open. You know, you had Aaliyah getting kicked in the face by Zaya Lee. And then Aaliyah's partner, Vanessa Bourne, I think her name is. Tweeting very nasty things to Zaya Lee about her being sloppy. And then you move forward to the end of the show. I loved that uh, uh, the UK Women's Champion came out. I loved the red herring. UK women's champion comes out to join Shayna Baszler's team. We think that she's the one that's been jumping everybody all night. All of a sudden, here comes Bailey. Bailey comes out and takes out Shayna Baszler. Like, and Bailey's the one that's been knocking everybody out. Love the appearance from Bailey. Uh, I think NXT is actually doing a pretty good job of balancing two big shows coming up. To balance War Games and Survivor Series in the same weekend coming up, that's a lot for NXT to put on its shoulders. But they're doing a good job. I thought the uh, segment with uh, Balor and Riddle and Undisputed and Champa and Keith Lee and Dominic Dijakovic—great segment, awesome segment, great way to lead to a Keith Lee Roderick Strong match too. Uh, I thought that was good. But really, I mean, go out of your way if you if you didn't see NXT this week, go out of your way to check out that ladder match. Mia Yim, Io Shirai me him catches a huge ladder to the face I mean thrown over to the outside breaks through a ladder it was awesome whole thing was awesome and I absolutely loved it and I absolutely all love all of you uh, mainly for being here again this week on Thursday not Sam Thursday don't forget to subscribe to the podcast don't forget throughout the week to send your questions in either on patreon at patreon.com slash not wrestling or email them to notsamwrestling@gmail.com. wrestling at gmail.com We'll see you on Monday for another episode of Not Sam Wrestling. And we'll say uh, goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening. Follow at Not Sam on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Rate, review, and subscribe. This has been Not Sam Wrestling.